0: Hi everyone my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today in the show my special guest is going to be talking about uh, her new book and her new lifestyle uh, that she has created after a bit of a health scare Uh, and her new book is called Breaking Up With Busy which um, I'm sure all of us will be able to get some kind of uh, fantastic information out of on the on the chat today. But before I introduce my special guest I just want to remind you that once the show is over uh, don't forget to click the link way below this video um, it uh, will you be able to download the free ebook version of my best-selling book never in your wildest dreams So let me introduce my special guest today Yvonne Talley. How are you Yvonne?
1: Good morning. How are you Natalie? I'm well, thank you
0: I'm glad to hear that. You're well because I know that that wasn't always the case for you um, and that breaking up with busy is a um, is a book that, that you needed to write so um, before we get into, you know, talking about the, the nuts and bolts of the, of the book, why don't we talk a little bit about your story and uh, how you got to writing like a very important book like this?
1: Well, yeah, you know, they say write about what you know. So that's what I did. And um, it was kind of ironic. I was so busy teaching everyone how to live a vibrant life and a healthy lifestyle. That's my business. That's what I've been doing for a long time that I didn't recognize my own signs of being too busy and overscheduled. And it ended up uh, landing me in the back of an ambulance on the way to the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack when in fact I was having a panic attack. Thank goodness it's the only one I've had. However, I have to say I have great empathy for people who have been through that experience because all of the signs and symptoms in a panic attack do feel like you're having a heart attack. And it was enough of a wake-up call for me to say, you've got to take your own medicine at this point. You're teaching people how to find balance and create uh, vibrancy in their life. Now it's time to turn that lens on to yourself. And so I I considered a blessing, and it was a great opportunity to not only find solutions for myself, which were solutions I'd been sharing with my own clients for years, and I organized those solutions and practices, mindful practices, into this book, Breaking Up with Busy and now have allowed it to be you know reach a wider audience uh people that i that i know that are getting great benefit from it so that's yeah. a blessing
0: i know well i know uh, how you start the book off you actually you know uh you know i'm so busy it seems to be the when people ask you how you are this seems to be like a natural response for people now um you know what, what do you think is the problem with us doing that
1: Well, busy is, I always say busy is very seductive in that it gives us that false sense of feeling like we're important. And we have to just back up a little bit and recognize that when other people are doing things and we're a part of that group, we start to do the same things. And that's what keeps that ball rolling. And now it's so that idea of busy is so entrenched in our culture that it's just the norm now. And when um, economies rise, Time becomes more valuable because we try to push more into it. And so then it becomes scarce and it becomes more of something we want to hold on to. We don't want to waste it. So we use as much as we can. So that's part of the piece that has gotten in there. Um, And so it's a very layered kind of thing that's happened. But at the core of it, uh, this idea that if we're busy, then we must be important because we've got a lot to do. You've got a lot to do. I've got a lot to do. We understand each other. And I always say that um, leisure is now considered the new lazy, which is really interesting because at one time we were all trying to get some pieces of leisure in our life. And now we see that as just a waste, uh, not all of us, but there's this kind of overlay to it that, no, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to use my time. We've forgotten now how to create that balance. I think very much so in our day-to-day lives.
0: Yeah. No, I can completely relate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I realized at the end of last year when I looked at my well my my movie that uh, that I really hadn't achieved a lot in my movie. and I'm like, wow, and I had all I was struggling all these different projects, not really getting anywhere on them. And I kind of realized I felt more important talking about them um, and it seemed to be okay with not being able to achieve them. Um, and so I kind of, you know, dropped everything and focused on, you know, on one thing to be able to, to move forward. So uh, it was a it was a big deal. And the thing is, it, it you know, you're right. We talk about busy, and it's just a way of being able to connect, but it's not necessarily a way that we can live a life that's stress free, um, and that we actually can get to achieve things, you know. So
1: yeah, if we're, if we're busy, we're we're very much so distracted, and it's and you make a really good point, Natalie, in that you decided to focus on one thing. There's this idea that if we are busy or we're, we've got all these other things going on, that we must be having, um, that, that we're really using our time valuable. But what we forget is that multitasking doesn't work. The brain cannot dis, you know, differentiate between two dissimilar tasks at one time. We're going to get a lot more done if we focus on one thing at a time and we won't make anywhere near the errors and we'll actually enjoy and remember what we've done. Rather than going, did
0: I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and we get the opportunity to be mindful while we do it. So what is your definition of being mindful as, as we you know, going through our day?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, we go back to that that one thing that we always think about, mindfulness is in the moment. And when I tell, uh, when we talk about being present, that's always something that people say, oh, I can't do that. None of us can do it, sustain it, moment to moment to moment perhaps some people can, but the the mindfulness is the consciousness of bringing yourself back to the moment, especially in times of chaos or discord. It's, it's the most important thing that we can do to bring us back to that moment where we can go, okay, this is what's happening in this moment. This is what I'm going to deal with right now. It's when we get out into the future, we start worrying about the what if, or way in the past, when we start thinking about all the things that we should have, could have done, when we can get those two things separated and come back to the moment and deal with what is in front of us, that is a sense of being mindfulness. And there's something that needs to occur for that to happen, and that is we have to nourish the brain and the mind in a quiet way. Quiet to the mind is like healthy food for the body, and they're all connected. So this is the biggest piece to be in mindfulness is to give it the proper nutrition to do so and that the simplest way we can do that is through meditation
0: yeah I, I agree so when we're talking about busy it's interesting it doesn't seem to be the same definition for men now i know that you mentioned before that men are getting a lot out of the book as well but it's like women we we seem to have this whole other version of what busy means
1: Well, there's a couple of reasons for that, too. There's, as I said, the economics of it are a really important part of it. Uh, Two-thirds of women working outside of the home have school-aged children that they're caring for. We also know, thankfully, much more in the news now that women make about 80 cents on the dollar that men are making for the same type of work. And if you're a woman of color, you can move that down to about 63 cents. So that's another concrete piece that we're dealing with. And we still take on 80% of what's called non-paid work. And that is everything that happens to keep our home life, our private life going. We're still, women, we are still handling most of that. So when you know, when we back up a few generations and we said we wanted it all, we can have it all. And we started moving in that direction to create that. We forgot that one piece that yes, we've got the career part down and we've got that family part down. The piece that we forgot about was the personal wellness. And that's what, that's the fuel. That's what keeps things going as far as we've got to take care of ourselves first. So, men, there's a difference with men, and we can learn from this. They have no problem saying often, this is a generalization, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to play golf, I'm going to do X, I'm going to run, whatever it might be. And there's no guilt attached to them taking that time. And for some reason, uh, we as women, and again, this is a generalization, We will likely say, because we come from that nurturer position, okay, or we'll say, okay, whatever our okay might be. But what happens is that happens about 15% more for men every week than it does for women. So they're getting about 15% more of leisure time. They're taking care of themselves. So I say we can learn from that. We can learn how to say that healthy no and create those boundaries.
0: Absolutely. Now you use a term in the book called OSW. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, OSW overscheduled woman, uh, and it's usually that we're we're well intended. We have that kind of get it done attitude. Not kind of. We have that get it done attitude. Do it right. Do it the best. Be in there. Make it happen. And then do it again. And kind of the there's ten signs in the book, but one of them that really uh, pops out quite often with uh, women is that we often opt to put ourselves at the end of the list or in the optional column. I'll say. Uh, so that we can take care of those that are in our lives that we that we love and are in an uh, intimate relationship with. And additionally, the things that we once enjoyed start to become a burden. They just become one more thing that we have to do on our list. And those are just a couple of the signs, Natalie, that we can say, mm, priorities are off here because it is necessary, it is valuable, and it is important for us to set those boundaries so that we can take care of our personal wellness that's yeah. the only way we can sustain and flourish our lives in a meaningful way
0: i agree and and the thing is then we start to move into a place of resentment you know we don't want to go there
1: yeah and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier too is that we start to focus on the outside what the result is of our decisions So if we bring ourselves back to the moment, and I always say, listen to what your heart has to say, it will always tell you the truth. And that's why that space of time to be quiet, take a moment, even one minute, check in with how you're feeling. And blaming someone else for how you're feeling will never allow you to move from that. We have to just turn it in and say, okay, that's how I'm feeling. Now, how am I going to find the solution for Mm -hmm. feeling? a different way the way that i want to feel and what is that so it's 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 that conversation
0: with ourselves yeah because that seems to be a trap that we that women fall into like you know and i think in the book you talk about four different types of traps that osw women fall into um so you know what what are those
1: well i can one of them is the big one and that's the overgiving just the constant overgiving and i always say if you're in the position of overgiving because and people have a hard time with this sometimes when I say this, but when we're overgiving, are we really giving from a place of true intention of being helpful? We can tell ourselves we are. Typically what we're doing is we're making ourselves feel better by doing that. And what we forget is the other side of that equation. And that is the receiving side of that equation. When we're always giving, we are taking away from someone else that fantastic feeling that we have. When someone says, thank you so much, when they show gratitude to us. So overgiving only makes ourselves feel better. It might help in the temporary situation. And it, w- and it is an a, uh, important gesture. I'm not, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be of generous spirit, mind, and soul. But the overgiving, the constant giving, we have to back that up and say, mm, what's behind that for me? And am I really allowing that, that, that relationship to expand by sometimes giving and sometimes receiving? And that's a big one that the overscheduled woman gets herself into Again, it's that I, I can get it done attitude. I can take care of everything. And if we're taking care of everything, guess what? Everybody's going to pile everything onto our plate.
0: So. Yeah. I know my new motto or mantra for this year is just because I can doesn't mean I should.
1: that. <laughs> I think I talk about that in the book also. Just because we, well, we can doesn't mean we should. And, and that's a really interesting point, too, is because if we take one situation, this would be a way to be mindful as well, is if you're in the middle of something and you start to get that welled up feeling inside where you start to think and feel, oh, this doesn't feel good. I call it flagging your feelings. Switch the sentence. I should go do, I should go to that function. Or change it to, I could go to that function. And just see how both of them feel. Because now you've given yourself permission to say, I've got a choice here. Take this should out, implant the could, and see how it feels.
0: Yeah. No, and I absolutely love what you say about the overgiving. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, Lisa Nichols, talks about how, because, you know, when we work in an industry like this, you know, we, this is what we do. This is, this is, and it's not just what we do, it's who we are and she said you know if you look at the the cup on the saucer you know and and the the cup is full she goes that's not you even there that's not where you want to be giving from you want to be giving from the overflow you want to be giving from the saucer because the thing is we need to have our own energy we need to have our own energy source so that we are able to then be able to do that and um and so do you give any tips on how to receive in the book because that also seems to be a really big issue for women as well <laughs>
1: First of all, I love the cup and saucer. That's that, that's beautiful. And it's so true. And that the message there is that we have to care for ourselves first. Um, yeah. Again, it goes back to to boundaries. And we have to kind of ask ourselves, I talk about the want, the need-want connection, um, which is really important to define what is it that we want, but what do we need to get to that want? And the most important question we can ask ourselves is, what will change, and how will we know if it's changed? And that gets us into touch. It gets us into touch um, with uh, knowing where we're at within that moment. Uh, you know, again, setting boundaries is the is the most important way. Healthy boundaries, and I always say boundaries are like the handrails on a staircase. Everybody feels better when they're there. So yes, yes. I think first of all, if we can establish that in our own mind that okay, this is a time where I'm in union with people in my life. I am sharing my life with these people. I feel really uncomfortable, acknowledge it, about being vulnerable and not getting things done. That's a question we have to ask ourselves where that's coming from for us as women. And then I always say, start with your inner circle, the people that you know love you, no matter what. It doesn't matter what mood you're in, what you're going through. Those are the people they are your soft, warm blanket in life. And start with, Trying out that healthy no, that boundary that you want to set, and ask them, share with them. This is uncomfortable with me, and I need you to help me with it because I'm trying to set boundaries, better boundaries. And I know when I do that, I will have a better sense of myself. I will feel more fulfilled in our relationship also will be more gratifying for each of us. So that's the win-win on that. And I've, I've never seen an inner circle person say no to that. When you start to get out into the, you know, the other realms of friendships and relationships, then yes, but stay with that inner circle. That's your soft warm blanket.
0: Yeah. Well, Brene Brown, in her latest book, uh, Braving the Wilderness, it mentions how that the happiest people on the planet are the ones that set the healthiest boundaries. So, you know.
1: Absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. And many of us don't learn it early on. Many of us, you know, especially as women, we grow up, be nice, get along, don't make waves, smile. And Mm -hmm. so we get that in, you know, just entrenched in our thinking and trying to break out of that, make waves, disrupt, do it with compassion and respect.
0: That's that's what it's about. Absolutely. Yvonne, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great chatting to you. Um, so breaking up with busy, how, where can we send people to get, you know, contact you or get their hands on the book?
1: Thank you. Yes. Just go to my website, YvonneTalley.com and everything is right there. You can order the book straight, straight from the website.
0: Great. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Yvonne. Great, great chatting with you. Thank you. Yeah, now I encourage everyone, please share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on the page. Um, and you know, you can either click the banner to the side or the link underneath the video that goes directly through to Yvonne's website to get your hands on the book. Um, and after all of that is done, uh, click the link below that so that you can download the free ebook version of my best-selling book, Never In Your Wildest Dreams. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.